0: Welcome back to Classroom Brew. My name is Ryan, and I like to complain about teach... Yeah. This isn't Ryan, and I don't even remember how he starts the show. Well, that sounds a little more familiar to me. And, um, if you know, well, then you know. It's a little nod to a different... (laughs) A different teaching podcast from long ago. I am guesting. I am going to guest host the show for today on this episode. My name is Brian. It does sound like Ryan, so eh, don't get confused. My name is Brian, and uh, I used to host a podcast called The Lazy Teacher Podcast, and it was a huge success, so big that I made millions of dollars and I had to leave. What's what's he do here? (laughs) Uh, The gratuitous slurp, I feel like there's always a slurp in these episodes. Um, No, I did not make millions of dollars in the show, but I had a a lot of fun. So quick little background, my connection to Ryan is Ryan and I started our shows about the same time, so Classroom Brew and Lazy Teacher Podcast started around the same time. Like-minded people, we connected immediately and uh, chatted a lot, kind of... I don't know if we worked together to grow our shows, but we bounced ideas off each other and yeah, stuff like that. To this day, we still chat every once in a while and have stayed in touch. Super solid dude, really, really like really like Ryan, so was honored and stoked to to be hosting Classroom Brew for this episode. So that is what they say is that. Uh, yeah, a little background about me. I live in Southern California. And I've been teaching for, I don't know, I can't remember the math. You get to a point where you kind of lose, you kind of lose when, how long it's been. 18, 19 years, I think that's that's about where I'm at right now. And I've been in the same school district since I started, which is kind of rare, I'm finding. It seems teachers tend to bounce around, but for many reasons, I have not left my school district The number one being that uh, my school district is uber, ultra good to me, and I really like it. And I like the kids, I like the demographics that I teach in, I teach in an area um, of kind of lower income students, and that makes my heart feel good, I like that. I like working with kids that, that need a good male influence, so yeah, there you go, um, Well, I teach in elementary, so unlike Ryan, I got that elementary perspective. So for those of you listeners that are coming from the elementary background, holla, you and me together, Uh, I've done everything in elementary except... Uh, first grade. I won't touch first grade. Odd. You're like, okay, Brian, why won't you touch it? Well, here's a good reason. I loved kinder and I loved second. In fact, second was my Goldilocks grade. I, I loved it. We'll get to that in a moment. But that transitional period between kinder and second is like the no fly zone. I just, I'm not, I'm not having it. First grade is, is not where it's at for me. Those of you that teach those first graders, I, hats off to you. You got it going on. Um, so I started my career doing fourth grade, taught fourth grade for a while. And then I went to fifth grade and you if you're, if you teach one of those grades, you kind of know that they're real similar. So they kind of go together the fourth and fifth grade. They're, they're like a hand in hand kind of grade level. I know so many teachers that bounce between fourth and fifth grade. It's just, they go together. So I did that. And then there was a point when I was in fourth grade, that a friend teacher of mine, he taught fifth grade and we talked about looping. So those of you that are not familiar with looping, the way looping works, and I love it and strongly suggest that you look into it if you're interested. You got to find, there's some prerequisites. You got to find a good teacher that you can trust. Let me explain what it is. So the way that looping goes down is, and his name was Rick. Rick taught fifth grade. So I'm in fourth grade And I said to Rick, Hey, Rick, do you want to do a looping cycle? And a looping cycle is I'll take my fourth graders up to fifth grade. Rick drops down to fourth grade to fill my slot that left because I went up to fifth. And so now I'm teaching fifth grade, but I brought all my kids from fourth grade, my whole fourth grade class into fifth grade um, with me. So huge benefits with that, I'm sure you can imagine. And if you can't imagine, then think about how far you can grow with with a student, how far you can push them if you get them two years. You, you, right from the jump, I mean, first day of school, like, okay, welcome back. Yeah, I miss you. I love you. Second day of school, let's go. We're running. We're, we're already, we don't have to talk about procedures, expectations, we're just back in the cycle. So there are huge, huge benefits to looping. Look up some information on it if uh, you're interested, but I highly recommend it. Couple caveats to it. You have to commit to it. It's not just a, I'll go up to fifth grade and then I stay there. So the way it works is I bring my fourth graders up to fifth, Rick goes down to fourth grade, and then the commitment is a cycle. So it's two years. After fifth grade, I drop back down to fourth grade and Rick brings his fourth grade class back up to fifth grade. And there we are. We're starting from the the beginning again. So that would be a cycle. It's a two-year commitment. You have to commit to saying, I'll go up to, I'll move up with my kids, but then I'm coming back down. Or the commitment is, I'm willing to go down, but then I have to come back up. Okay, you get it. Uh, so that's a cycle, a two-year cycle. And Rick and I did that, I got uh, three years, I think. So three cycles, three years in a row, I brought my fourth graders up to fifth grade with me. And I loved it. The parents loved it. My admin loved it. The kids loved it. Like it was win, 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 win. And then it wasn't a win situation and it, it just didn't work. So we stopped and we ended up stopping. Coincidentally, we stopped halfway through the cycle. I can't remember the specifics, Actually, I do remember the specifics, but I'm not going to tell you because it's personal stuff. But essentially what happened was I was in my fifth grade year. He was in, Rick was in his fourth grade year and we both, to put it nicely, we both just mutually agreed that we want to stay where we're at. So uh, we didn't finish the cycle. I didn't go back down to, to fourth and Rick didn't go back up to fifth. No big deal. So now I'm in fifth grade teaching and then I started a year. I don't remember if it was the year after that. It was sometime. Sometime. You know, you kind of lose track of time as a teacher. They're all so wonderful. Okay, they're not all so wonderful, but they all kind of blend together after a while. So I'm teaching fifth grade, and my principal, who I love, he was awesome, said uh we actually have to collapse a class in fifth grade. I think we had five fifth grade teachers at the time, and the student enrollment in each of the classes didn't meet the needs of having five classes so we had to collapse a class when you collapse a class that means one of the class one of the teachers leaves and fills a slot somewhere else and then you disperse the class amongst the other four classes boom collapsed class and in my school district or at least how admin ran it I don't know if it necessarily is the same across other districts or states I don't know the way it worked was Whoever had seniority got to stay, so the newest, freshest, greenest teacher, their class got collapsed, and at the time, I was definitely not the newest teacher, but my principal said, "Is there anyone in fifth grade that's willing to do it we the <laughs> so here's the thing: collapse the class and your slot that you're gonna fill is in kindergarten so at my school it's a it's a kinder five. It's a K-5 school. <laughs> so I think we were like two, three weeks into the, my fifth grade uh year with my students, digging my class. My class was all stoked. They were all stoked to have me. And then I they got collapsed, spread out, and then I went down to kindergarten where I began my career in kindergarten. And this is probably right around the time coincidentally that I met Ryan. I can't remember specifics, but I was either in fifth grade and moved down to kinder or just started teaching kindergarten or I'd been in kindergarten. It was somewhere around that time that that's when I met Ryan. That's when Classroom Brew started. That's when Lazy Teacher Podcast just started. So now I'm in kinder. Did kinder for, for some time. Then I moved up to second grade. Uh, I, I don't know. I skipped third grade in there somewhere. Anyways, I've done them a lot, guys. Stop asking me so many questions. <laughs> I need another sip. The gratuitous slurp. Ah. Truth is, it's not really alcohol. It's just coffee, but hey, suck on it. Uh, yeah, so there we go. There's I got my connection with Ryan. There's a little background on me. Here's the thing, though. Here's why you want to stay listening, because where I'm at now, and this is what I probably should have started with, where I'm at now is... By far, the absolute best position I could even imagine. I freaking love my job. I love my job. And when I taught all the different grade levels, I didn't necessarily like my position. I mean, I did I didn't. We're all teachers. We know what it's like. There's highs, there's lows. In the end, you love it because you love working with kids. You love being a teacher. But my position... I actually love my position. I look forward to going every day. I dig it. So that's, we'll get to that in a minute. So the way it worked was at some point in my career, (laughs) are you getting tired of me saying at some point? I'm telling you, I'm old and I forgot. I forget everything. I I don't even know where I'm at in my career. I'm just digging it now. So at one point we had, A room on the campus, a classroom that was full of computers, and that was the computer lab. You may still have one at your campus. We did not. We got rid of the computer lab and replaced it with what we called a STEM lab, Science, Technology, Engineering, Mathematics. It was a lab where teachers can bring their classes to do STEM activities if they so chose. So, let me give you a couple seconds to process how often do you think that got used? Yeah, pretty that's probably long enough. Uh it didn't. It didn't. And then what we needed was we need okay, maybe we need to have a stem coordinator that can is it still works in in their own classroom, but is the coordinator it's a stipend position you can prep things in the STEM lab for teachers to come in and take care of it and do it and do that. So I was like dynamite. I would love to do that. So I'd love the stipend. I'd love to work in the lab, um, and take care of it. So at this time I was still the kinder teacher or second grade teacher and I was the STEM coordinator. So I'd bounce in there and on the rarity, I would have a class say we'd want to do something. It was typically the younger grades. We want to make slime. They want Basically, it was used as a room for making a mess, and then I would clean it up. So, yeah, that didn't get used very often. And then I had the brilliant idea, or at least I thought I had the brilliant idea. Why isn't this a full-time position? What if this was a full-time position that teachers could cycle through the stem lab on a rotation like the library or music or i don't know you name it whatever electives or voluntary things that your school has we didn't have stem lab so what if we had that so i wrote a legit i want to say it was like five to seven page proposal to the superintendent of my district saying this would be a dynamite position uh we also had garden space we also had uh what did we have we had um we had PE, but it wasn't structured with a PE teacher. So I think in my proposal, I tried to tie all of STEM into into everything. In fact, I even renamed it Steam. I said this should be Steam. Add the arts into STEM. Now you have Steam. It was a good proposal. Uh Superintendent called me in and actually gave me like a the 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 kind conversation started off by saying, "Look, this isn't gonna happen, but applauded me for the efforts and that was cool, so I felt good about that and cut to three years later, the school district flies a position for steam teachers. Oh. Ah! Oh my goodness, the Holy Grail. So I applied for that and here we are. I am now a STEAM teacher at my school. Let me break that down for you and what that entails. The way that it worked was just last year, they, they started the position. So in my district, we have, we're a 12 elementary, three middle school, three high school district. So not small, but not really that big but 12 elementary. So at this time, the director, the STEAM director for the district came up with this idea, which was so closely related to my idea that I'd love to feel like I had some input and some credit for it. Maybe I didn't, but whatever. So the way it goes is 12 elementary schools. Let's have a STEAM teacher be itinerant between two schools. So Six STEAM teachers, 12 elementary schools, one STEAM teacher for two different schools, and service the schools, you know, try and service the schools 50%. And this was last year. The way that it was pitched to the school board to get this job accepted was um, our STEAM teachers are going to teach STEAM curriculum, but we're going to focus on fourth grade and focus on fifth grade specifically in science because data was showing within my school that fourth grade and fifth grade wasn't doing a whole lot of science despite the, you know, super importance of actually doing it. And the California state test actually has a state test for science. Maybe your state has a fifth grade science um, state assessment as well, but state of California, 100%, we do. So, I know fifth grade was teaching science, but to fidelity and how much, who knows? So that was the on-ramp to get the position to the board and get approval to pay for these new positions was these STEAM teachers are going to teach full-time in the STEAM lab. They'll be itinerant. Let's save some money. They'll be itinerant between two schools, but they're going to focus on science. And then with that, they can throw in the engineering and the arts and the math and, and all that stuff you know, of course, technology, all that. So the board approved it. Boom. So we have six steam teacher positions, teacher or the position flies. Um, I don't even know how many people applied. I'd, I'd love to say that, you know, hundreds of people applied or whatever. So I could feel like, yay, I'm one of six. But truth is, I think people just didn't really know what it was or wasn't interested in it. With six positions, I think eight people, nine people applied. I'm one of them. I get the job. And the placement for my uh, position was my current school plus one of the neighboring schools, uh, one of my closest schools. So the way that it worked was each STEAM teacher that was hired, if possible, got their home school plus um, another nearby school because we had to some, you know, some STEAM teachers decided to go between schools like at lunch or something like that. I didn't, I did it, I did it, uh, two, two and a half day or yeah, I did three days in two days. Cause one of my schools is, is pretty big. My home school, it's actually pretty big. So it, I, it took me three days to get through all my kids anyways. So did that. And, uh, and we had a couple, we had, uh, I think, uh, at the, cause there were six of us. I think four came from elementary and then, no, three came from elementary. Two came from high school. One was a chemistry teacher. And then another one was, oh, no, she was middle school, middle school math. And then our sixth person, he was actually, because we have a virtual academy for all online students, he came from the virtual academy. So he went back into the classroom and came out of the virtual world. Awesome teacher. Cool. So there's six of us. And it worked good, man. I'm telling you, like it was dynamite. And the way that it worked is we had to see every fourth grade class and every fifth grade class at each school once a week. So I can't remember the numbers, but I think I saw fourth grade on Monday, fifth grade on Tuesday. And then there was like a couple, I think there was, flip-flop or extra classes. And I'd pick up a couple of those on Wednesday. Wednesdays in my school district for elementary is a minimum day. So Wednesday was kind of like a prep day slash meet with some of the extra teachers. And then my Thursday, Friday was at my other school where I saw every fourth grade class and every fifth grade class. It was awesome. We worked as a team. We went through the curriculum, the science curriculum that we have is it's Carolina Science and we took the science curriculum and we made slide decks with Google Slides and we like totally simplified it, and made these like killer lessons for our fourth grade and fifth grade teachers. The idea being it's not drop off. You bring your kids into the lab um, and us as STEAM teachers, we'll kind of do the teaching, but it's a, to- it's a co-teaching effort where I need you to come around. I need you to help with classroom management. I need you to help teach the lesson and bring the context and everything in because as awesome as a teacher as I am, I don't know every routine that um, teachers have. So, you know, they need to bring in their element as well. And it worked good. We went through it. The kids love it, man. Kids were so, so stoked for um, science, man. I'd see them on campus. Do we get to come tomorrow? No, it's next week or whatever like that. The, and because I was itinerant, like if I left and then I'd show up at the other school, they call you feel like a celebrity, like these kids kind of running up to you because they genuinely, genuinely, they freaking love the engagement and the fun of going into the STEAM lab. It was awesome, man. What a great year it was last year. And because, uh, because it was our first year doing it, we, went to a lot of conferences to like learn about different stuff. And so as we went to conferences and as our director like spread around to nearby districts and other areas and other interested people that we run a steam program in our school district at the elementary level, we had like schools and districts reaching out to us. So, so yeah, so we got that going on. That was a, it was just a cool year last year. So we did science Right around the end of the school year, we we end in we end in like early June. So we we hear word in like February or March from our Steam director. Board loves what we're doing, district loves what we're doing, we have board approval. Hooray! We're hiring six more of you to accommodate the other elementary schools. So no longer are you gonna be itinerant, you're gonna have your own school. Bam. And We're also going to hire middle school STEAM teachers. So, bam, big investment, hired six new elementary uh, STEAM teachers and four middle school STEAM teachers. We really grew the program, and we're not going to focus on science. Now we're going to really push uh, the whole STEAM kind of curriculum, but it's, you know, I okay, I don't know because I don't work at the district office. If any of you do, you know, Reach out to Ryan and let him know, and maybe he could let me know or f- fill us in. My suspicion is sometimes you have to play the game. And by playing the game, I mean sometimes you have to do something because it's going to allow you to get what you want, okay? So let me explain that more. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but so last year to be STEAM teachers and have Steam te- uh, just this original six of us as STEAM teachers... The board needed to hear that we were going to focus on science and bring science in. And we did. We really did. Uh, The data really did great for us. We um, Test scores went up in math and science. I mean, we killed it. So we did great. The board loved that. That's why they approved more. But the board needed to hear what they're getting out of it. Well, what they're going to get out of it is we're going to focus on science and get fourth grade, fifth grade to do science. Well, now the push is art. I love it. I love arts. I actually have a Bachelor of Arts in Audio Video Production. I love arts. I love media arts specifically. So I'm all about that. So, But that's our focus now. And it has its pluses and minuses. So the deal is now we're not itinerant. Now we're full-time at this school. And I love it. I'm at my home school. I'm there every day. I work out of a STEAM lab. I mean, I have no parent conferences, I have no report cards. I mean, I have duty and I have like other responsibilities like that, but but now I'm servicing K through 5 and it takes me 2 weeks to get through that based on schedule because, you know, we we know as teachers, there's always something else. There's the music, there's There's library, there's recess, there's lunch, there's PLC, there's um, intervention. There's always something going on in scheduling. There's assembly. So just the difficulty is is high to get everyone in there, But, but I do, it's fine. So I see everyone every two weeks and it's cool, but the focus is supposed to be on art. And that was the sell to the board, which I'm all for because, you know, there's big art grant that comes through that helps pay for stuff. And that's, Dynamite, so, what am I getting at? Well, we're focusing a lot on art now, and the idea is as the steam teacher and it's working, and I'm sure it's going to develop every year and it's going to get better and better and some of you were like, "Wow, this sounds like an awesome position uh, until now you're getting into the unstructuredness of it. I don't want to say it's unstructured, it is structured it's just um we're learning, we're building it, so the way it works right now is. I reach, so I see, I don't know, I'm going to simplify it because I can't remember exactly. It's Let's say I see kindergarten, first grade, third grade, one week, and then the next week I'm seeing fourth grade, fifth grade. Um, I reach out to them the week before I'm going to see them and the team lets me know, hey, Brian, this is what we're working on. We're working on, I don't know, let's say like kindergarten right now is working on push and pull, happens to be science. Doesn't have, It doesn't have to be science. Kinder seems to be going with science right now. So cool. So what I do is I take a push and pull lesson that would focus on kindergarten and I bring in an artistic touch of some sort. What I've been doing with Kinder lately is bringing in um, architectural art in that they're engineering different things for push and pull So, you know, they built a ramp to to roll a ball down or they, or we build a swing set or whatever like that. And that is art. There's art to the engineering portion of it, but that's where the art is coming in. Or fifth grade today, uh, fifth grade wanted to work on, they're working on, um, their verb tenses, past, present, future. So what we did is they come into the lab, And we review verb tenses. How do you, what can you generally do to a a verb to make it past tense? What can you do to it to make it present tense, future tense, add will, ed, you know, you know how it goes. So we discussed that and then they created a comic book. There's an online comic book program. So then they create a comic book based on like a short story, but it has to um, use, um, verb tenses in the panel. So I said make at least a three panel story so beginning, middle, end and you have to use verb tenses. Like one panel has to use some sort of a past tense verb in the dialogue or description or whatever it is. So a past, a present, a future. There's the art. That's graphic art. So, you know, you can use any kind of art you want, but that's what we're kind of doing now and and I'm loving it. Uh I have More time, because I don't see, I mean, if you do the math on all the classes I see, it's so kindergarten through fifth grade, so that's six grade levels, um, averaging four classes at each grade level, that's 24, and two of the grades levels have five teachers, so 24, 26. So I have 26 classes that I service over two weeks in hour-long chunks Yes, there's extra time, but that extra time is honestly, it's prep because when a class is going to come in, they're coming into like a full slideshow deck that, um, I build for review. I have out all the supplies, everything is created, everything's ready to go. They're all on trays. So me and the teacher can hand out stuff. I do a hundred percent of the prep, 100% of the cleanup and it simplifies it for the teachers so there's that so my extra time is planning prepping contacting teachers i do push in run video produ- there's a lot so there's a lot it's a lot it's a lot. It's, it's a trade off because i don't have to deal with classroom management because when the students come in they want to be there they're excited to be there and because of the high engagement level i don't really have issues with students behavior <clears throat> i don't have to do report cards i don't have to meet with um, have parent conferences or like that, but the trade off is I'm a lot more busy. There's a lot more on my plate, a lot more that I have to organize and structure as a steam teacher, but I don't have to deal it's It's a trade off and for the, for me for me, the trade off is a thousand percent worth it. I never knew how much I wanted to get out of the classroom until I got out of the classroom and into this position. And I am thankful to anyone and everyone that will even look at me and listen to me um, express my gratitude about this job. Like I just could not be happier. And, uh, and, I, and I promise you there were years where I was telling Ryan that I think I'm going to quit. And, you know, I didn't. I'm, I'm thankful I didn't. But you get to a point where, I don't know. You know, you lose your, you start losing your patience, and then if you have kids at home, I started to notice that I didn't have patience for my own kids, and that's unacceptable. I can't do that. I can't give my all in energy to a class of students and then not have anything for my my own blood. That's just unacceptable. But that's fine. It worked out. Everything was great. I'm sure you guys can relate. There's good years. There's bad years. And this this just i'm riding the 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 golden rainbow of sunshine this this position was made for me i love it the teachers are happy admin loves me uh school district um loves our position it just it's just it's a dynamite thing and i highly suggest that you look into steam teachers if you guys don't have them maybe it's something you can build at your school and district it's it's pretty awesome so there you have it There you have it. I really appreciate you guys uh, keeping keeping track with the show and like listening to me go on my little rant on uh, my growth and becoming a steam teacher. I love this podcast. I love what Ryan's done here with Classroom Brew. If you uh, if you hear that, I I think he plays it every time that like his his theme song. You know, we're sitting on a bar stool. That's me. (laughs) I produced that for Ryan, and we're just. We're friends, and I love it, and I appreciate you, Ryan. Thanks for letting me host your show, and uh, I appreciate you guys checking in with Classroom Brew and hope to be on again soon. See ya! This is Classroom Brew.